This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Hey guys. Hmm. Hey. Why did the hipster vampire burn his mouth when he drank his blood coffee? Why? Because he drank it before it was cool. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. I know it is. I warned you before it was going to be a terrible joke. Blood coffee? Hipster vampire? <laughs> I guess it makes sense. It was, uh, blood coffee? No, it, it's so just, it just hot blood yeah, basically. Does it have with cream or sugar? Does it have okay, no, no. That's what I was going to. You ask. get it at Starbucks. It's actually eighteen dollars, <laughs> but for it's a rat. It's rat blood. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Bakes, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent and Jacob. And today we're getting a little hipster. Mm. A little hipster today. Are we? I don't really feel like it right now. Mm, I don't know. Let me adjust my bow tie. <laughs> you got my suspenders on. <laughs> I think we did the same joke. When uh, we did you our said suspenders like, last time. Shoot. I changed mine to bow tie. Actually, I got the inspiration for that intro because of what you said on our last hipster flick pick show. What did I say? Something when you said the probably. first time you met Kent, Kent, he told you a hipster joke. Oh, yeah. I and remember I that, that one. I thought that was funny. It's that I was like, I'm totally bringing that back. Oh, do you remember was, that? I think so. Was do you it the, the hipster uh, joke? Uh, nope, I don't at all. How many light bulbs does it take to, how many hipsters does it take to screw in a light oh, bulb? Oh, yeah. It's a, uh, what, what was it's it? It's an obscure number you probably never, never yeah, heard. I was so funny, I couldn't remember my own joke. <laughs> That's how it works. But yes, well, first of all, we want to thank you for all the participation we got on our uh, You're welcome. werewolf show. Oh, not me. <laughs> you did a quiz. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was a fun yeah. show. We got to talk about werewolves. We did have a few requests for future shows so we can talk about more movie monsters. We're probably going to wait till next year to start doing that again. Well, we just had kind of a plan for what we want to do this Halloween. And whenever we actually get a plan in place, we like to follow it <laughs> instead of just flying week to week. A year later. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yes, we had our hipster flick picks back at episode 96. Uh, that was in the, uh, March of this year, actually. So it wasn't too long ago. So hopefully you remember that. That was I just mean, March? Feels, I, like, feels I feel like whenever ago. we talk about hipster flick picks, we get into our NPR voices. Yes, yes. We should talk about... I grew a beard for that episode. Yeah, you did. Yeah. We should talk about movies that are very barbaric now. Yeah, uh, very yeah. sinister. But here's the thing. Uh, hipster picks aren't very Halloween-ish. Uh, what are we talking about today, Jacob? Hipster Halloween movies. Oh, okay. Oh. That's you mean like delightful. things that uh, terrify me, that chill me to the, to the bone? Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, like exactly. that. Why? Why do we sound so like we're getting more sultry? Hold is on, it? I'm, uh, Some of us are getting coffee. more sultry. <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. Uh, so back on our hipster flick picks, <laughs> we talked about movies that you'd never heard of before. I miss the sultry voice. And uh, <laughs> and but we decided we wanted to do something similar to that, but with horror movies. Because yes. while last time, Kent, I, did you pick one that was a horror movie? The Red Riding Trilogy, was that a horror movie? It's not. It's just a crime thriller. Oh, okay. And then Jacob... And it's so hipster, did... it's not even a movie. It's a TV series. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then Jacob, yeah. you did Rope, which was kind of a, a kind of a horror movie as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then I did He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, which is kind of a suspense it's movie terrifying. as well. It's terrifying. But, uh, so we hope you watched those uh, that, we, that we brought up last time, but this time we're sticking strictly to horror. If you didn't, then why don't you care about our opinion because more? here's the thing, right? I mean, like... Horror films, like we all know the big ones. We know Jason, Freddy, Everyone Michael knows, Myers, yeah, whatever. You name horror movies, people are going to say The Ring, Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Or people will be like, I'll only watch a few, but I won't watch the, you know, the gross ones. I won't watch Saw or Hostel. I'm like, but did you know there's so much more out there? Granted, digging through so, so the horror more. bin, there is so yeah. there, there are so many bad movies out oh, there. Oh, terrible. So many. But, so many bad horror movies. But we are here to be your experts, to tell you what is worth yeah. watching. Look, it's October. You're going to be watching a scary movie at some point. Watch something new. Now we can help you be cool. Exactly. And this is mid-month, so you can still still find a movie to watch. And, a lot, and as we discuss these movies, the rules are we had to have seen it, of course. We had to have liked it. And it has to be accessible. It can't, it can't be some VHS tape that you saw in a cabin in the woods and it was really scary. And then seven days later you died? And then you're a ghost and telling people what to watch. Can't do that. That's super hipster, though. So we're going to tell you to what... actually die and then tell someone to watch a movie. <laughs> that is. If they want to hear. Yeah. But uh, we're going to tell you how you can find these movies as well. And Ken, Jacob, and myself will all be giving recommendations today. And how many recommendations are we giving each, fellas? Four. Which is a Wait. hipster number. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't we do a top five? Everyone does top five. What about top three? Oh. It, could, it could have been six, and then it would have been six, 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 two, but... Oh! Where were you when we were planning this episode? No, I thought of it. I just didn't want to pick six movies. Uh, I actually have six movies on I my could probably, list. I can pull I two, could. two in if you want to do that. <laughs> Maybe some honorable mentions, because <laughs> I, I could totally do that. Uh, but we, we were picking movies that 
you hopefully haven't heard of, but may be interested in, but we get bonus points if no one at the table has seen it either. Literally. So here's the thing. We're all fans of horror. Jake, I would say you're a newer fan of horror. Yeah, that's and, true. And we kind of gave you this education a few are, years back. Are you a fan, Jacob? Like, do you do you enjoy horror movies? You know, I have to tell you, I was especially looking through Hipster once, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much garbage here. I don't want to spend, like, I don't care quite enough about the genre that is worth it to me to watch terrible ones to mm-hmm. get to a few good ones. So I mostly just well, have to wait for a Kent recommendation because it's just not worth it to me. I don't like the genre that much. Well, what and about, that's what said, about a Joel recommendation? <laughs> Yeah, and in fact, no. I, li- I like that, <laughs> that one that you told me. The, the, Jake, you're, you're right. You're probably not using that one. You're but. right the first time. Can't recommendations. It's okay. You, yeah. you had it down. So, but here's the thing. Joel and I, we grew up with these movies. And so yes. we filtered through the swamp of bad horror mm-hmm. because it's just what we watch and maybe we didn't care. Although, can I? Well, yeah, because it was on, it was on USA right. late at night. And so you just watch it. Or it my grandma on. sent me the video and that was inappropriate. Actually, Joel, too. didn't you help build my list of horror movies to watch a few years ago? I believe I did, but we worked together. Yeah, I think. you guys worked together on that. Oh, sure we did. It was mostly kids, <laughs> probably, but yeah. Probably. <laughs> But I actually had a revelation recently, Kent and Jacob, that I want to share with you. Okay. I'm not as big of a fan of new horror as I am classic horror. So what's classic for you other than like Universal? Does that mean up until like late 80s? Yeah, probably so. Because as I was watching these newer horror movies and they're all kind of jump out scares and, and, uh, you know, torture porn and things like that, that I preferred like the haunted house, the ambience. I get it. Those types of movies where it feels Halloween instead of just feeling scary. Like there's an atmosphere to those movies that I feel is missing in a lot of newer horror. But there's movies. a bunch of cheese as well in those old. Oh movies. yeah, yeah. But that's I'm just finding in that a lot of my. That's part of the every, amusement, though. Right. Every Halloween, I bump. Every October, I should say, I bump up all my horror movies to the top of my queue, and I put them in an order. And this time, as I was, this is why I kind of realized it. I was pushing a lot of the newer ones down, and then bumping a lot of the older ones up. Well, I have some for you, because a lot of mine are modern. Okay. Like I'll just call it out right now. And so I, I do want to help are. because. I actually think there are generally maybe two to three new gems every single year in the horror genre. Really? You like, for that example, that's generous. you saw Get Out. Yes, I did. I just watched Get Out. Your, your thoughts? Get Out, that's, what, that's one of the ones that I went, this is really good because it created the atmosphere. It created right, yeah. ambience. Very, very few jump scares. It's all about just feeling uncomfortable the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it felt unique. It felt uh, refreshing to watch a horror movie where I was like, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. So, yes, I... I really enjoyed that one. So I would say there are a lot of movies like that that you may be missing. So I'm going to add a few of those. But so I fun. think we'll have a pretty good mix because as everyone here knows, Jake was born in 1907. His, mm-hmm. his He actually has like a VCR in his house and it only works with older than 1960 movies. And don't you have to crank it as I have well? A, I have about a, new, a VCR, guys. That's way too new and fandangled <laughs> for me. <laughs> He's got one of those slide projectors. Yeah. Boop. Right. But you, you typically, you are the film buff when it comes to classic films, right? I suppose. When it comes to Frank Capra, definitely. Yes. Definitely for Frank Capra and Hitchcock. And, and, yeah. and Joel, you're right in the middle. Like, you have a pretty good balance of, like, the 80s slasher, but also the Universal Monsters. Oh, yes. I love... I also, love, we love silent movies. Yeah. And so it's kind of... I think among the three of us, gentlemen, I think we have a pretty good range right. of Right. And movies. I generally go more modern with pretty much everything. Yeah. And I do... It's weird because hipster has become such a weird word. And when we say hipster, we just mean kind of obscure horror movies you've never heard of. I used to throw around the changeling like crazy because no one had heard of it. Well, that's that's the one I was referencing before. But then I was afraid maybe it was one of your choices. No, because that's just it. Everyone's heard of it. But it's so immensely popular. Whenever they do the Chunga poll, Mm -hmm. changeling won like years and years and years in a row. Right. And then I, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, do people still watch like ones like House on Haunted Hill, which is my Facebook profile, my Twitter profile yeah, right now? That's a good one. And then I remembered, oh, wait, Jacob brought that up on the last show as uh, one of the I ones did. that you, yeah, you said, oh, yeah, I like that movie. And I was like, oh, dang it. No, that thing is Jacob already knows about this one. I can't use it. So it's funny how I, I had a hard time picking movies that I so hope you people have seen. other Vincent Price instead. Yes. A lot of Vincent Price. Yeah. Actually, I don't have any Vincent Price. Sad. No House of Wax, huh? For me, it's tough because I That's have to narrow mm-hmm. down the foreign movies and also the, you know, more modern stuff. And we're not, uh, don't give them all away because we may do another horror hipster okay, flick fix okay. later on. Joel, I can, can I follow up? I, I just want to piggyback this idea you had about the old movies because I watch some of these, like I'm watching trailers or I start watching new horror movies and I'm like, 
I feel like they don't work as hard on writing because they're not planning because they don't they don't care. It's all about jump scares. It's about grotesque. I agree. It's about like these creepy effects. It's about doll's eyes and, you know, people It's about blood. Right. And I get into these old ones and they couldn't do all that crap. Mm-hmm. Right. So they had to write stuff that was creepy. And, and for me, that's more effective. And they used organ music. But don't you think... <laughs> Which is creepy. Yes, it is. In older movies, they basically just had a lot of living room conversations that had nothing to do with the movie and didn't even do a lot for characters. It was just like a lot of just talking because the budget no, you're wasn't wrong. as out. big. I like I think, I think what they do now incredibly well is pacing. I mean, a lot of older movies are slow burn, and I love slow burn. Mm-hmm. It's great. But now we just have better amped up pacing. And I would say... Like, I think we all hate jump scares. I don't really, I'm looking at my list, hoping that jump scares really are not a big part of it because that's kind of tacky. Maybe that's a full show, jump scares versus. Well, it's, it's easy. Like, right. it's like um, in comedy, when you throw out something very vulgar or, or profane, people will react because it's shocking. Right. And shock comedy yep. is not effective comedy. It's easy comedy. Yeah. Same with horror. Lazy. If you, if you, yeah, and if you do uh, jump out scares the entire time but don't really have any horror yeah. elements. You're going for someone in, sitting in a movie theater full of people, but you're not trying to scare someone sitting on the couch watching a movie alone in the What dark. I want from my horror yeah. movies is I want the hair to stand up on the back of my neck. The, your neck is so hairy. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what I feel is missing in a lot of these is I don't get that creepy feeling. I just get scared. Like, scared, scared. Instead of like that. Creepy. So you don't have anything stay with you? Man, have I got a movie list for you. I like it when a movie stays with me for a little bit. Okay. But anyway, we really should get into the list. Let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to go through our four each. We're going to go four, four me, four Jacob, four Ken, three me, three Jacob, three Ken, or however we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Because we weren't allowed to talk about our lists with each other because we wanted to surprise each other with our picks. Yep. So Jacob, why don't you surprise us first? My first movie is Deathgasm from uh, 2015. <laughs> it's when... Uh, Two, two teenage boys still unwittingly summon an ancient evil. Hold on, he's telling the Jacob joke. <laughs> I am. Why would I you am. do that? Why would you start off the show with that? Joel's face right now. I think he's having a death gasm. <laughs> this is a real movie. 2015, two teenage boys unwittingly summon an ancient evil entity known as the Blind One by delving into black magic while playing rock music. Okay, here's my real one. <laughs> This is a Joel joke, actually. I totally stole this from Joel with a fake one. My first one is Asylum from 1972. Asylum, actually... Have have you seen this, Kent? No. Have I seen this? No. I win! Jacob gets a point. You don't win, you get a point. I'm pretty much one. But you've seen this one. Oh, yeah. And you like this one. So And you recommend this one. Here's... here's, here's, I mean, right, this is number four, so there's going to be a caveat with this one. But the premise is fantastic. I'll just tell you guys the premise real quick, is... A psychiatric doctor shows up at this asylum and he's there, you know, trying to get a new position. The doctor that he meets, you know, like the director, I should say, the director that he meets when he comes in, he's in a wheelchair there and he comes in and he says, hey, sorry, I can't stand up to meet you. And he goes, oh, you know, no problem. Is there an accident? And he's like, yeah, I broke the rule. You know, you shouldn't turn your back on a patient. And he says, oh, yeah, that's, you know, you can't do that. And he keeps talking and he says, um, he says, well, um, so the visitor says, well, are you the director? And he goes, no, I'm actually the assistant. He says, well, where's the director? And he said, well, he's the patient that attacked me. Hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, well, that's not good. And uh, he's like, yeah, we had to lock him up upstairs. And so he tells him this whole story. This and sounds like Stonehurst Asylum. A little bit. Does it? Kate maybe, in it? Maybe it's a version of the story. I actually haven't Stonehurst, watched that Hurst one. Asylum. I watched the trailer for it recently. Um, it's not bad. No? Um, anyway, and so he says, so the, the assistant director says, we'll give you the job if you can interview four patients and tell us which one was the doctor. And so the movie is him going up and trying to figure out which one is the doctor that's gone crazy. And so he listens to these stories. So these four independent scary stories of crazy people. And so you're watching the story and trying to figure out who's crazy and who's not. The premise is great. So the movie is essentially these uh, patients will tell their story and then you see the story like you see a flashback. Yes, exactly. And they're just like a series of vignettes of scary stories. I'm yep. totally into this. That sounds pretty good. So I love the premise. What's now, it rated? My caveat, it's like PG. Okay. Yeah. Se- well, 70s PG? Yeah, 1972 Se- PG? 72 PG. We know what that means. Uh, Prawn guaranteed. <laughs> there's there's no naked people in this. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't deeply satisfied with the ending, so PG. that's the caveat, but the actual ride is excellent. So So the ending's not solid, but it's got a, it's a creepy story. It's a very creepy story. Yep. Well, in a lot of... Uh, 
it's hard for horror movies to stick the landing, to be honest. Right. Because mm-hmm. they spend so much time building up the suspense that always at the end it's like, uh. Mm. That's that's why they tend to actually just stay with the survivor girl, survivor girl cliche because it's easy, it's worked before, yeah. and it's still fun and fresh to see because it's familiar. Yeah. You know, a lot of these movies are comfort food in a way, even though they're meant to scare you really bad. Yeah, most of them just end with everybody dead, though. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's it's a lot of modern girl. ones, especially it's like the virgin who lives or everyone dies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's, no. And that's actually that's wow. That's actually on Prime. Amazon Prime right now. Oh, for that's, free. What, that's what I was going to say is it is on Prime right now. That's part of the reason I chose it. It's very accessible. Uh, it's kind of family friendly. There's some, you know, there's some weird stuff that hey, happens. Peter but, Cushing's in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And that's actually a great story. Jacob, I just added that to my watch list. Nice. You sold me. Isn't Peter Cushing's ghost in Rogue One? Maybe. <laughs> that's a scary movie. <laughs> yes. So that's scary. Well, at least Peter Cushing's scary. All right. All right, who's um, next? I'll go next. Uh, Jacob went 1972. I'm going to go 1962. Ooh. I and also have a 1962. Yeah. I didn't go I didn't go as old. Last time we did the Hipster Flicks picks, I went back to the silent era. I thought about doing this time, but instead I went with this one as my oldest one. It's Day of the Triffids. Oh, not yeah. mine. You've seen it? it? I have not seen it, but I've heard of it. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm going to get the point, because you haven't seen it, I guess. Is it it heard of it, or has it seen it? Who cares? We'll say seen it. Arbitrary. Point for Joel. (laughs) The plot is, after an unusual meteor shower leaves most of the human population blind, a merchant Navy officer must find a way to conquer tall, aggressive plants which are feeding on people and animals. This movie is about killer plants. Triffids. Yes. Triffids. And they are tall. Like, they look like kind of, I don't know, tall, bushy tree things. Yeah. And they have these tentacles that kind of move around. And then the, the scariest thing is their tongue lashes out and will sting you and it will paralyze you. And then they pull you in and devour you. And it oh, terrified me okay. as a kid. Like this really was. And, and this is this is very, you can watch this with kids because it's not gory. It's not, it's, it's basically G or PG. Especially if you say. want your kids to stay away from plants. Exactly. Actually, if you want your kids to not be vegan, you're like, see? It's <laughs> terrible. It but I, I did look on the parents' guide. This is PG, and I looked on the parents' guide, and it says people are killed, and there is some kissing, some more than just a peck. <laughs> that's the parents' guide. That's what it said. <laughs> but this is based on a 1951 hey, hey, science guys, fiction novel. Hashtag life goals. All right. <laughs> more than just a peck. <laughs> but I You'll remember. I believe in you. This has actually been adapted a number of times. Uh, there was a radio drama series, and then two TV series um, that the British. It's British, done. right? Yeah. yeah. But this is a classic sci-fi horror, but the monsters terrified me as a little kid because they make this weird clicking noise when they attack people. And like at one point, like you see it like eating a person and it's actually kind of terrifying. So this doesn't sound scary and never really has to me because if you saw a Triffid standing out of the ground, like how far away could you be before its tongue like could just get you? Well, they, mo- they move. They, they're moving plants. Oh, they, they, they are? walk on their roots. Like they kind of slide along. Oh, I'm sure they, those they effects are great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they look funny. pretty corny. And the ending is kind of hokey in kind of a War of the Worlds, some may say signs kind of way. Okay. But this one is available on Amazon Video, $4.99, and it's on YouTube. If you want to just look, Google it, it's there. But overall, this is one that I put on my list, not because I think it's super terrifying for adults, but because this is a horror movie that the whole family can watch and you can terrify your kids a little bit. I'd probably say wait till they're eight, nine to watch this. Oh, I thought you were going to say wait till they were being bad or something. Well, the Triffids are going to come get you. But yes, Day of the Triffids. Okay. My number four is called, it's from 2014 and it's called Stage Fright. Oh, oh, I've heard of that one. Stage Fright. Stage I haven't, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I do know. Okay, I, so I'll just take yeah. a point. Who, who's the director? You still get the point, yeah. The director is some guy. Okay, and who's the any famous actors in this? Yeah, Mini Driver's in this movie. You hate Mini Driver. And Meatloaf. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had heard of this <laughs> Wait, <movie>. what? <laughs> no, it's, it's a true story. And you're recommending this? <laughs> yeah, I am. Hey, dude, Meatloaf's in my favorite movie of all time. That's true. In Fight Club. He is. So look. We look. don't talk about that movie, Ken. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. That's rule number one and two. So Mini Driver's actually in the first scene, and spoiler alert, she plays this diva, much like so. It, she's in this Broadway musical called "Haunting at the Opera." Okay, and she is killed by the masked person, basically the Phantom, at the beginning of this movie. She's killed. Yes, and that that is part of the plot. So basically, her kids, sixteen years later, go to theater camp, and they start a the same play, "Haunting at the Opera," and they start to realize that the killer may be at that camp. The same one that killed their mom. Hmm. And so if I may, I want to play part of this song. I'm not sure how well this will play, but I'll, I'll add a little clip just as you guys. By the way, this is a musical. 
A musical horror comedy. I don't, I just That's don't think it can star many drivers. She Wait, dies. Did, have you said this is good, though? He hasn't <laughs> said, I haven't said that. <laughs> okay, you ready? I got beaten up a dozen times for singing Stephen Sondheim's rhymes. Those school bullies sound awfully bad. What school bullies? That was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all kids singing so it's a bunch of kids that go to a summer camp it's like have you seen wet hot american summer i've not it's similar to that in tone except for there is a acdc type killer that every time you see him and he's like crossing people off his list he's he's screaming like this and there's it's, it's meatloaf it's Basically, and there's like electric guitars. I well, I'm not going and saying okay. who the killer is. Okay, right? Because there's this there's this whole thing, and it plays. It's kind of a parody of Phantom of the Opera, but uh, there's the killer is a, a guy in a kabuki mask, and it's just a very strange movie. I don't but, think we can give you the point because you, the rules are you have to have seen it, have to have liked it, and recommend. Yeah. Oh, I, I do like it. IMDb gives it 5.4 out of 10. No, look, it has terrible critic reviews, but I will say. <laughs> That song is really, really good. It's all about that kids. one you just played. Yeah, no, no, it's actually good. It not, is not based on what you just played for us. I can play the rest, but it's not show appropriate because this movie is rated R. Oh, it's an R because this movie has some awesome kills. For example, there's one time where the director—I'm sorry—I'm going to ruin this movie a little bit. The director of this local play or the camp play. He is he's running away from the killer and all of a sudden these lights start dropping from the top of the stage and he's running and then all of a sudden a clamp like this little vice grip drops on his foot and impales his toes and so he's stuck and the killer shows up and then the killer goes break a leg and then pushes him and it rips this guy's foot off sorry uh, if there's kids around breaks this guy's foot off which I was like yeah break a leg nice work nice work and then the guy's still alive and he the killer throws this guy's mouth on a light bulb and then claps his cheeks together and I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, we all, we've all seen ter- move, these kind of movies. This is a horror comedy. This is 2014? 2014. This sounds like 1970s it or 80s. It feels a little bit like a 1970s, and even in quality. But for the camp value alone, and camp, I guess it's theater camp. <laughs> for the camp value alone, this is worth watching. This movie made $7,000. <laughs> 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 Wait, that's how much you made or that was his budget? It, well, yeah, I hope it was just the budget. <laughs> uh, but this here's the downside of this movie. The music saves it from being like a standard slasher flick of whodunit, basically. The, the kills are kind of fun, but the first half has a lot of great songs, and then it's kind of like Frozen where it just kind of lets it go, you know, again. And it doesn't have a music in the, in the back half, because if it did, it would be a great movie, but it's just a good movie that I can recommend. Okay. So, so yeah. Everyone got points that round. All right, nice. Woot woot. Jacob started round two. All right, sounds good. Round two is going to be Zoombies from 2015. Stop it. It's when the zoo animals become zombies. This is, he, is, this is another fake one. Round? It's another fake one. <laughs> this one was a little more family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> when a strange virus quickly spreads throughout a safari park and turns all the zoo animals undead, those left in the park must stop the creatures. Jake, you don't have to follow up the joke. With <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this. I think this synopsis works. All right, my real pick is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil from 2010. Love Tucker and Dale. Which versus Evil. I Jake. I, Great choice. I'd love to give you points, but we can't. I know you guys have seen that one. We love that one, and I and I knew that. I knew that going in. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to win. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which, by the way, the title sort of. I don't know. It's perfect. It's uh, here's the official summary: is Alphaville hillbillies Tucker and Dale are on vac- on, on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. And just to put that in perspective, if you've ever seen a horror movie in the woods, there's always these backwoods hillbillies that are trying to kill them and they have to run away. This is from the point of view from the hillbillies and they actually aren't doing anything bad. It's so funny. And this is this is this is horror comedy. It's super entertaining. It just it never stops. It's shocking, too, because it's there's one of these things where I kind of ruin it. If you if you've watched (laughs) the trailer, you've seen all the kills. Yeah, that was my complaint about this movie is that I saw everything in the trailer. Oh, okay, but not the jokes though. It's no, like that, the, that's the thing is every the whole trailer is the jokes of how they're all these people are getting killed and they're like, oh, we didn't do it. Oh, see, I had the benefit of not watching the trailer first. Yeah, this so. is one of the reasons I stopped watching. A lot and of this trailers. is actually one of those that doesn't quite stick the landing either, as much as I love the movie because it actually tries to go slasher movie. The third act gets a little yeah. a little heavy, but but, but the joke matter. is great. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. 
It's so, so much fun. But yeah, this is 2010. This is a fairly recent one. And if you haven't watched that, it's a good choice. And it's available. It's a great choice. Uh, where is it at? I'm pretty sure that's on streaming Netflix. I, th- I thought I saw it on there. Yeah, it's yeah. on Amazon. It probably is streaming Netflix, but I don't have it. So there's mine. No point, but good choice. Thank you. Good choice. I'm not going to get points on this round either because I know Kent has seen my number three. Uh, it's La Teren La Den Ratacoma In. I, I don't know what you're saying, so I'm going to give you a point. Swedish for Let the Right One In. Oh, yeah. Which we have talked about on this show before. Actually, uh, on episode 30, this show was a nightmare. We had a whole conversation about it. I gave it the best, I gave it an honorable mention for best foreign horror. But uh, let me read the. I'm trying to think of what won for you then, if that's the honorable mention for best foreign horror. Yeah. It's hard to say. Maybe the, the Grudge. Oh, no, that was M. I gave it to M. Oh, okay. Great. movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, this one, the plot is, Oscar, an overlooked and bullied boy, finds love and revenge through Eli, a beautiful but peculiar girl. And it stars Kara Hedenbrandt, Lena Le Anderson, and Per Ragnar. Of, 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 wait, Ragnar? I like Ragnar. You had like the urge voice. Ragnar. Yeah, Ragnar. Have you Ragnar. run a Ragnar yet? Oh, no. Oh, okay, good. Uh, and <laughs> I hate Ragnar. You, you want to run one with me? No. I think in my review, I actually wrote, take note, Stephanie Meyer, this is what a relationship between a child and a vampire would be like. Because this is a, a dark, it's a very serious, like if you've ever seen a Swedish film, they're not very light. No. They're, they're kind of a heavy culture for some reason in this This whole ma- movie makes me feel cold. It does. Just straight that's up winter. That's a very good observation because that's how I felt too. Yeah. But uh, there's this kid, he's bullied, and then this girl shows up, and she's kind of weird, and she lives with this weird guy, and then come to find out she's a vampire, but she's not like traditional fangs out kind of vampire. You don't see her do a lot. You do in the except trailer. For, except for pounce on people. Yeah. Right. And then bite their heads off. And this is rated That's R. That's not it, enough for you. And it's for language and, and child peril and violence. It's, it's The mood violent. is so cool. Yes. And there, man, there is a shocking, shocking ending. That's and, and I'm not. I don't want to give it away. No, sure. But that ending, I was watching it, going, "This is an amazing piece of cinema. Like this is not just good horror movie. This is good movie. Like this Very is well good done. movie. This this is good movie. And, and I, I think you agree with me. I think we've talked about this. Where the uh, American remake, which came out maybe two years later, which I didn't see. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. And, uh, the, the Can actual, I be honest? Yeah. Equal. 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 Interesting. Because they cut out a lot of the weird European stuff. Oh, there's some weird European stuff. And let yep. the right one in. And it actually does a great job. Yeah. And uh, the, actually, the filmmaker, the when he t- I was asked about it, he said, I think that remakes should only be done for movies that aren't very good. And yeah, you're right. A chance to they remake. didn't need to remake this one. But when they did, I was like, oh, that's fine without all the weird stuff. This is one we've talked about before. If you like vampire movies, if you want to try something different, this is a very different movie. And like I said, that ending is is quite shocking, mm-hmm. but quite impressive. So let the right one in, 2008. Uh, unforgettable. Great movie. I don't think I've seen Unforgettable. No, <laughs> yeah, I haven't either, actually. What is that? I know the song. Yeah, yeah it's a great unforgettable. song. Unforgettable. Let the right one in. <laughs> My number three is called The Invitation from 2015. Oh, 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 oh. The Invitation, The Invitation. I watched a trailer for that like yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. 2015? You've never heard of this one. I think you can actually catch this one on Netflix. I think Ken right gets now. the point. Oh, yeah. By the way, Let the Right One is available at your local library, which I checked my library. It was there. Really? And Amazon Video and Netflix DVD. So the story of the invitation is while attending a dinner party at his former home, yeah, that's a right. man thinks his ex-wife and her new husband have sinister intentions for their guests. This one stars Logan Marshall Green, who you'll remember as Tom Hardy's brother, essentially. He's also on Prometheus, and you think he's Tom Hardy the whole time, but he just looks like him. Wait, he's the one in Suicide Squad? No, that's, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Kyle Kinnaman? Or no? No. Something Kinnaman? It's Julia White. <laughs> what? Yeah. He looks like Tom Hardy? Apparently. Well, when he's Stefan, maybe. maybe. No, nobody knows what you guys are saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Logan Marshall Green starts in this movie, and from start to finish, it's one of those where you're just watching going, what is going on? And there's a twist here, but you see the twist come up pretty early. Wait, what's, what's, oh yeah, you already said the plot. It's that, so, and so dinner it's, it's the whole thing is a dinner party, and I will say that the hosts of the party lock the doors from the outside. So it's Clue. It, it feels, well, it's, it's Clue, but a pretty nightmarish version of Clue. Okay. And so, but here's the great thing is, all these characters, especially this main one, they act like real people. It's not, they're not making dumb decisions. He's like, why are the doors locked, and how are we gonna, you know, what's going on? Who's yeah. doing this, essentially? And, it is riveting. Okay. Almost so riveting that you get a stress headache because you're like, I feel gross. 
everything's going <laughs> wrong. Ken, Ken is how to pitch a movie. This is actually why I didn't watch it. Is after the trailer, I felt really stressed out. Here's, Ken, here's how Ken pitches the movie. You should watch this. You're going to love it. You're going to have a headache and feel gross. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's, it's this total escapism. In fact, if I'm going to compare this to a movie, like how weird I felt about it is, to a lesser extent, Mother. Because Mother is a movie <laughs> that has no real narrative, right? It's it's more symbolic. This movie is like the the annoying part of Mother, but you're like, what is happening? But there's an actual story happening in The Invitation, and the story that unravels, who oh boy. What's it rated? This one's rated R. For uh, heavy reasons? It's, uh, it's uh, blood. So, Joel, you want to know why this one was rated R? Yes. So it says there are about 30 F words, so be ready for that. Boy. But in, in there's a little bit of nudity, but I don't want to get into that. <laughs> So uh, I like how kids like it's our because uh, of violence. Oh, and language. Oh, uh, and neuter. No, those are basically the things we but, have to edit guys, from Joel every bacon sale episode. Yeah, so. Seriously, but it's a podcast, so it's okay. But here's the thing: there is brief cocaine use, but in parentheses it says not portrayed in a good light. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. I'll check to see if the Angel or Clearplay has that. <laughs> but uh, I honestly recommend this to both of you. And I know, Jake, we're talking about how stressful it is, but that's what makes it great. And more people need to see this movie. It did make a fair amount for a really indie movie. It made $232,000. Better than $7,000. It, it is. Way better than $7,000. with math. But the score is incredible. This is, I mean, like I said, the tension is awesome. The cast does a great job. Yeah, watch this movie. So Kent is the only one to get a point from that round. Good job, Kent. Woot woot. All right, my next one. You ready for the fake one? Never. Like, it's like, it's like, he's not even trying to hide it anymore. He's like, you just, you'll just get more mad one. if I tell you. Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. I've actually heard of this one. It actually has pretty good reviews. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. I'm not even kidding you. It's from 2012. Listen to this description. It is the best in the whole world. Zombified chickens attempt to kill the fast food workers that cook them in a restaurant built on an ancient burial ground. I'd watch that. <laughs> You'd watch that? Why this, not? No, I like I uh, I couldn't believe that it had the ratings that it even had, which is pretty remarkable. No, uh, mine is, and this is another one. I've done two that I was pretty sure that you'd seen and two that I didn't think that you had. So we'll see if you've seen my last one. But it's uh, it's Troll. Troll Hunter. Oh, Wait, yeah. Oh, Troll Hunter, not Troll. Not Troll. troll. I've seen Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. I have Troll Hunter in my Netflix Netflix queue. It's like my, my instant Ooh, watch. I get a half point. It's been there for like years and I keep being like, I need to watch that. Joel, this movie is great. Like it's, Wait, great? This movie is straight up great. Like it takes you by surprise. You, you, like you're. Are expect- you being serious right now? No, I am totally serious. Because it looks corny. Like I, I put it in there because I was like, "Oh, that looks terrible." No, I'm gonna but watch that. It's oddly not corny. Joel, it- here's why it works. They use the found footage, but in a way that they want to make it like a documentary. Yes. And the trolls are a little bit silly, but there's still it's the a found fear. footage film. Yeah, it's found footage. Mm-hmm. There's still the fear of something trampling over you just because you're in the way. It, it, it is, relies a lot on folklore as well. It's crazy effective, right? And yeah, folklore, and you get into mythology, and you're in this strange, I forget where they are, somewhere like Norway or something. I don't yeah. know where they're yeah. at. But Oh, here's the summary. A group of students uh, investigate a series of mysterious bear killings, but learn that there are much more dangerous things going on. They start to follow a mysterious hunter, learning that he is actually a troll hunter. Hmm. And uh, the way it just develops and uh like the climax of the movie anyway it's all it's a very good movie like top tier eight out of ten really yeah this is one they've wanted to remake here for a long time thankfully they haven't because it I stands on its it. own they don't need to right. yeah no they don't need to this that's is so really- funny because i put it in there because i thought it looked dumb but apparently it's good it is that's it, mind-blowing it's actually good I, when i watched it i expected something dumb and i was like this is actual cinema well that's weird <laughs> you know <laughs> you were shocked <laughs> i totally was shocked yeah i was expecting you know I don't know. <laughs> now, Army of Darkness. For my next one, I wanted to bring up a story because, like I said, we tried not to let each other know what we were going to pick because that makes a little more spontaneity on the show. Indeed. But we were worried about crossover, like if we were going to pick the same one. And so Ken and I had some alternates, but I was really worried we were going to get a couple in common. So he said, hey, what dates, what years are your movies from? And right. then we kind of, you know, said them to each other. Like mine's 1962, is, 2003. You know, is it a slasher, paranormal? Well, so then we get in this conversation where I went, Kent, is your 2000, because we both had a 2006. Yes. And I went, Kent, is your 2006 a, hor- a movie, a, a horror comedy? And Kent said, it's clever, but not a comedy. Oh. 
And I said, hmm. <laughs> Whose voice? And then he said, is yours your... like half Kit and half Al Gore. And I he said, know. is yours a slasher or a paranormal movie? <laughs> is this how you read my voice? So, shh, I got to do the story here. That's slasher. way nicer than how I read it. Slasher. <laughs> hmm. With a hint of paranormal. Where does it fit in your rating? Does it? Uh, does your star any big names? No, not a list actors no. anyway. <laughs> and like, where like. does yours rank? Second, ha, mine too. <laughs> and I, and then I said, <laughs> when did I become the brawny man? And then I said, is Zelda Rubenstein in yours? And he put a gif that said, this house is clean. How and did I you said, do that? I put a gif so that's, on there. So that's a no. <laughs> It's a yes from me, dog. D-A-W-G. <laughs> and then I said, ah, oh, crap. You've chosen Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. From 2006. And he said yes. So that is, but he was very gracious and said, you can take that as your number two. It's yours if you want it. <laughs> See? It's exactly how he sounds. Ha, 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 ba, 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 ha. <laughs> it, was, it was ha, 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 ba. Can't we put a B at the end of his laugh and it made me crack me up. <laughs> Inside jokes on bacon cell. Dude, uh, okay, here's the plot. The next great psycho horror slasher has given a documentary clue exclusive access to his life as he plans his reign of terror over the sleepy town of Glen Echo. And it stars Les Incompetents from Home Alone. Remember the girl that said, Kevin, you're what the French call she Les is, Incompetents. She's the head of the documentary? She's the head of the documentary. I hate her from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And you should, uh, well, you don't really hate her in this, but it's kind of funny because it's this mockumentary where they're interviewing this guy who's a serial killer or who wants to be the next great Freddy and Jason. Like, this is a, a world in which those movies exist, and they're trying to find the next good new serial killer, and this guy wants to be it, and they're interviewing him like it's no big deal. Like, for example, he'll be at a high school, and he'll be like, look at that group of friends over there. That's the kind of friends that I would like to stalk and eventually kill. And he's like, look at those slackers over there. They'll help my body count, but, you know, they're not going to really play a big part. Yeah. And, and they're they're talking to him as if, like, oh, you're normal. Yeah. Well, and then there's another scene where it's like, he says, you know how in horror movies the people are running full speed and the killer's always going a steady pace? And you never know how they catch up? And it shows this scene. It's a great bit of physical comedy. Yeah. Where the girl is running. And he's running too, and then every time she looks back, he like stops and acts like he's just walking he goes, normal. Yeah, and then she turns around, <laughs> and he starts running full speed again, and then of course she trips because she keeps looking back, and he yeah. catches right up to her. That's funny, and that's how it works. Here's the thing: it may sound kind of disturbing, like maybe the play on like treating this slasher as real, right? But it plays on every reference that we've known from like Halloween, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. We we even have like Robert England in this, Elder yeah. Rubenstein. Like, what was said, this one called again? Uh, Behind the Mask: colon, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Mm. And it that's it's, easy to forget. It's it's well, and it's a terrible title, but it's a very very fun take on it because it is a mockumentary. Like you're getting this documentary style filming, and it's all kind of tongue in cheek because it's like, wow, this is kind of ridiculous. But then at the end, you get kind of a straightforward slasher movie, and it becomes yeah. something different. And all of a sudden, you're watching a straight up horror movie. So I like the mix of genres there, where you're laughing during the first half, and then well, first two thirds. And then in the last third, that's when you get the real horror movie. It's interesting because it's there aren't a ton of kills on screen, actually, for a movie like this. No. There are very few. If, if, if anything, they're off screen. And it's not. It's, it's more about creating the mood rather than being, up until the end, mm-hmm. a straight-up slasher movie. Yes. Uh, this is our uh, Brief Unity, uh, Language and Violence. Uh, you can get, but you can clear play it pretty easy. And it's available on Netflix DVD and then on Shudder on Amazon channels. Apparently, Amazon offers a channel called Shudder. That oh. you can subscribe to. Okay. Scary movies? What does that even mean? I guess so. It's like a horror channel. Like they have HBO on Amazon. I'm assuming this is just another subscription huh. based. And this Amazon one channel. made $69,000. Not a lot. Still better than seven. What? <laughs> Slightly. Oh, $7,000. Yes. I thought you meant seven the movie. Oh, no, no, no. I was like, what? You're a crazy man. Brad Pitt is not profitable. All right. My number two is called. Got to be profitable when you're beautiful. <laughs> my number two is called Splinter from 2008. Oh, I made a funny four baby turtles. <laughs> You're not going to follow that one up with anything? <laughs> no, just four baby Have turtles. you guys heard of Splinter at all? I've heard of Splinter. I have heard of it too. Never That's, seen it. Yep. Why not? Can I ask why? Because usually if, if a scary movie has an, an original idea or looks at least looks kind of cool, wouldn't you kind of go for it? Yes, except for Splinter looks like body horror to me. And yep. it's not really my thing. It is straight up body horror. Okay. This is extremely reminiscent, if not a near copy of The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. But here's the thing. 
<laughs> you get it. There's the splinter. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the uh, synopsis, and then I'll go through Please the story. Please read it in the splinter voice. Oh. That's right. <laughs> do, do it. Do it. I like how you had to say, oh. That's how you get in character. Trapped in an isolated gas station by a voracious splinter. Parasites that transforms its still living victims into deadly horse. Oh, young couple. <laughs> An escaped convict must find a way to work together. It's like a Japanese thing in there. To survive this primal terror. That's what Splinter is. So this movie made $9,500 from four screens in one weekend. normally now? Because I, I had a hard time paying attention to what you were saying, just how you were saying oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I'll just do that. I'll just breathe heavily. That's not creepy. This is a movie that stars six people. And it's a bottle episode, essentially. It takes place inside a gas station. Okay. And it's it's a couple that just got back from camping, and they get basically accosted by a carjacker and his girlfriend. Okay. And they end up in a gas station, and there's something pretty crazy outside. And it's something, it's basically a it's dead like guy. It's like the mist. It's, it's like the mist, but it's a dead guy that's been infected by this splinter virus, which is fun- fungi, essentially. It's a parasitic uh, organism. And so like splinter means they're like, like, it's like a porcupine sort of thing. Okay. And basically. But it's a mushroom? And, well, it's kind of like a bacteria, essentially. So you're saying splinter is about mutation. Yes. Teenage, and teenagers. <laughs> Does anyone know any ninja moves? There is a ninja move in the movie. Okay. And are they, are they as slow as turtles? In fact, oh man, I could read some of the stuff of why it's rated R, but it's pretty gross. Let's hear it. Oh, man. Don't read any gross ones. Are there any funny ones? A man's arm is sawed to the bone with a knife, then amputated with a cinder block. In parentheses, it says, very graphic and painful. That would be. Clearly. Would not be. shown in a fun light. <laughs> <laughs> but Or like two people's hands are cut off, and, and they wander around moving by themselves. So the, the people do or the hands the do? The hands do. Oh. So here's the thing. Like someone actually in this movie gets infected. Their hand touches these the spindles, the splinters. And then so they kind of like, you know, being infected by a zombie, by a zombie, you hurry and cut off whatever was diseased. And then this thing becomes its own thing. And the character was actually fine because it hadn't traveled yet. But as this thing travels through your body, because it's a parasite, it breaks. And they show this in the movie. It breaks every bone in your body so it can move around quickly, much like the thing. And it starts crawling around and becomes a, a beast. Jesus, that's horrifying. It is horrifying. The body horror in this movie is awesome. And they did it on a very, very small budget, but somehow they made it cool. These are characters you care about. It's like I said, it's a bottle episode, which we're very used to in like, you know, TV or, or a few movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's a gas station really works. A, a bottle episode, in case you don't know, is just where people are trapped in one location for almost the entirety of the movie or, or TV episode. They call it a bottle episode because it's like they're trapped in a bottle. And usually right. it happens because of budgetary reasons. Yeah. But this is a very small cast. It's very uh, indie actors at best. But it's, it's cool. And the way it plays out, I think the payoff is also great. And so I recommend this one from start to finish. It is, it's intense. Does Kent get another point this round? I do. Yep, he does. Did you get a point that round? I got a half point. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I've seen half your movie. Point. What do you have? Troll Hunter. You, you hadn't seen it, but can't tell. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but we heard of it. I don't know. Well, the points are kind of all messed up now. All right, Jacob, take us home. All with right. Your fourth pick and your number one pick. My number one pick is from 2016 called Halloween. <laughs> Joel forgets every time when I start. Do you notice that? Every time, I'm like, I know. And here's the thing: this was his joke, like all season one, is having a fake choice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I want what? No, I made that up too. My final choice. I want to know what Halloween was about. It's it's not a very interesting synopsis actually. It's just this guy. A bunch of stoners it, on Halloween. Yeah, that's that's yeah. There's not much to that. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Living Deb isn't very interesting either, but uh, my final choice is from 1962, and it is called Burn Witch Burn. Don't say that too fast. (laughs) This is your real choice? This is my real choice. Burn Witch Burn. Yep. Is this like a campy one? This seems like burn? almost like it's kind of a joke title this or like a grindhouse number, type movie. Is this it a grindhouse is your movie? This number one. I, okay, and I haven't heard of it, Kent. Neither. So point for Jacob. All right. So this movie actually starts with oh. a, a pretty cool... Retitled, it was Night of the Eagle, and then it yep. became Burn Witch Burn. Yep, that's the one. 
uh, it has this warning in the front. There's a, there's a voiceover, and the guy says, "There will be uh, satanic rituals cited in this movie. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say a spell right now that will protect you from it." Oh, they used to do that a lot in the 70s, really? just to get you amped up. So remind yourself, it's only a movie. That's totally on it's only Amazon a movie. Prime too. It's only a movie. This is Prime as well, so this one's also accessible. I just added that to my watch list, Jacob. Nice. So I want to I want to throw some audio in here, Kent. Ladies and gentlemen. The motion picture you are about to see contains an evil spell, as used by practitioners of witchcraft for centuries. Even today, in many parts of the world, people practice black magic and witchcraft. Charms, amulets, voodoo candles, grave dirt, and locks of hair are believed to ward off evil spirits and spells. You may doubt the effectiveness of these spells, but... Through every civilization, people have believed in witches. So, this is how it starts, and it is all black screen. And he continues to go. So, it's just a whole monologue, just audio. Just audio, black screen. And then he says some stuff in Latin in a minute. And, uh,. And then is like, I am protecting you now. I, I have to say, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. Setting the scene. I mean, I want to watch this movie right now just based on that. I, I just think it's funny. It's like, well, like with Blair Witch, they set right. the scene so well. It's like just putting up those posters and saying these kids are missing. Yep. So you go into it and you have kind of the mood of what you're going to be watching. Yeah. So it sets it up really well. You get in and this is a slow burn. And you see... <laughs> slow burn, witch burn? Slow burning witch. <laughs> Uh, so the quick the the premise is is there's a well he's a witch he's not a witch doctor I'm trying to think of what he's ooh, a, ee, ooh, uh, uh. no he is a doctor he's a professor I'm sure ting, I remember what he's a doctor blah, 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 bing, bing, bing. Bing. but he gives lectures ooh, on ooh, uh, uh. basically ting, overcoming blah, blah, the supernatural bing, bing. and <laughs> the I'm just gonna keep going um, <laughs> we know we figured <laughs> yeah and uh, basically. The psychoses that come into play for people that believe in the supernatural and overcoming it through, you know, choice of belief and not getting sucked into nonsense so that you don't fall into a psychosis yourself because none of it's real. Right. Okay. And you and so but then you meet his wife and learn very quickly that she is a kind of practicing witch. She's sort of an amateur witch trying things out. And uh, and then the story uh, unravels from there when he finds out. Cool. And uh, Jacob, I just removed this from my watch list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a Kent synopsis. Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, and it's super boring and hurts. And it's going to make you want to cry. But. Ah, it's back on my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. I can only recommend If you've ever had hurt. rainbow kidney stones, <laughs> you will feel pain watching this and want to die. One eye will bleed. So that is my number one, Burn Witch Burn, 1962. Nine point for Jacob. Uh, so that's three. You got three points or two and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half. All right. I really want to watch that movie now. Is burn, it? Hold on. Burn. Boring? So there's a couple moments in the middle. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be that good. And then it pulls it back around. You're like, oh, no, this is good. Okay. So, no, it is It is slow. It's but, an hour 30. But I'm, it's never, it's not boring. It's never boring. But there, there's a couple of moments, and there's there's twists, and and this is all about dialogue. You know, it, they don't have a lot going on as far as special effects, um, but what it does do is very effective. Cool. So. All right. All right, Joseph. I'm I'm not going to do well. I think I've only got one point, and I don't think I'm going to get another one for this one because I'm pretty sure Kent has seen this one. Maybe even Jacob. Uh, 2001, uh, directed by Bill Paxton, Bill starring Paxton. Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah. This is frailty. Oh, I'm so I'm surprised you chose this one. Oh, this one was good. It's very good. So, have you seen, have you seen this one, Jacob? I haven't even heard of this one. So, frailty, 2001, Matthew McConaughey, and I think I put in my review. This is Matthew Matthew McConaughey doing drama before before Matthew McConaughey doing drama mm-hmm. was cool. <laughs> yeah, this is him. Right. And like this is early early Matthew McConaughey, time. and it's actually Bill ba- Bill Paxton's directorial debut, and he stars in it as well. It's got Powers Booth in it also. And don't uh, know who that is. You don't know who Powers Booth is? Mm-mm. You'd probably recognize him. You would. Yeah, twenty character actor. Yeah, really deep voice. Yeah, gravelly. Yeah. Westerns. He passed away recently too. Yeah, yeah him, he did. And, him and Bill Paxton same year. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Watch Matthew. out, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, here's the here's the uh, synopsis. A man confesses to an FBI agent his family's story of how his religious fanatic father's visions led to a series of murders to destroy supposed demons. So. This guy, Matthew McConaughey, goes into this police station and and, because they're looking for this, uh, I can't remember his name, the killer, something killer. But he goes in there and kind of tells a story about how when they were kids, his dad had a vision 
And this vision gave him a special power where he could tell who was a demon and who was really human because there were demons walking among us. So imagine mm. it's like they That's live, cool. but it's a demon version. So what the dad does is he then he prays to get inspiration and then he writes a list of names and then they go out, find those people, abduct them as a family, as a family. Like, so it's a dad and two young kids. Oh, this is a supernatural story. Kind of Except a little for, darker because yeah, then they, darker. They, they go get the demon and who looks just like a human. He then tells them their sins. Still supernatural. And then kills them. And they and, may or may not be a demon. And that's the whole point, is the whole movie... Wait, wait, the demon, they tell the demon their sins? Yes, because the demon's like, what are you doing? And then he'll like put his hand on them and be like, you have done this and this and this, and then they'll kill them. And the whole point is, is, is Matthew McConaughey's going in here to say, my dad was a lunatic, and he inspired my brother to be this killer. And so the whole movie, you wonder if the dad is really seeing demons, or if he's a psychopath. And it's... It's disturbing. It so is. you're spoiling it for us. Too. It's definitely disturbing. Well, not really, because I didn't no. tell you one way or the other which way it is. Because that's mm. the whole point. Is like he talks about it. And you're you're okay. supposed to be conflicted. The in whole this movie. movie, you're like, which one is it? It is. It's our because the child peril, obviously, and violence in some language. You can get it on YouTube or Amazon or iTunes or Netflix DVD. Um, you can clear play it. It's on clear play. But uh, this is uh, one that James Cameron, Sam Raimi, and Stephen King all singled out Frailty for high praise, and King ranked it one of his best horror movies of the year. Wow. He has terrible taste. Roger, Roger be honest. Does. yeah. Well, Roger Ebert gave it four out of four stars too, and it made. Uh, and that um, was after he was dead. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh man! Happy Halloween, everybody. That's, that's how much he man. cared about this movie. <laughs> um, this made seventeen million dollars worldwide. So this definitely wasn't one that made it big at the box office, right? But I was riveted the entire time trying to figure out what was going to happen. And I was floored by kind of how it all wraps up. Is this one of those that if you had it on clear play, would you show a group of people this movie? Because it's so interesting. Like it plays out like well, the, so intri- intricately. I know the religious themes would bother some people. That okay. I know. So I'd have to, it'd, it'd have to be a certain group of people. But, but it's but, religious, but not religious at the same exactly. time. It's like, that. Is it religious? And I was worried for a while there. And I wanted to put people's minds at ease. I was worried for a while there it would be mocking religion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, it's kind of just this kind of weird look at someone who thinks they're inspired that may or may not be. And which side are they inspired by, you know, and things like that. Right. But uh, I would show this to a group of people, a select group of people, because I feel like this is one of those horror movies people didn't see, but they really should have. This should have gotten a lot more attention. And that's why it's my number one pick for my hipster horror flick pick. That's a great choice. But I didn't get the point. Well, so still, I, think, I think I'm losing. That's okay. This game. No, I mean you've lost. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you generally lose when it comes to you know these kind of movies. Oh, God. That's fine. But you know who's going to win? It's probably me. Okay. Because my number one pick is dumplings. No, it's not. Uh, it's lo- not dumplings. You brought that up with the last horror movie show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tried to promise Joel I'll never talk about dumplings. Don't look it up. And yet he does. Don't look it up, kids. Don't it's do a- that. Does he hate that more than the other movie? That Can must I just not be tell named? the story real it's a, quick? It's on the same vein. Hmm. I, I, no, what? Why would you tell the story? Not about the movie, but I. There was one time. What I just need to tell everyone. Oh. It's 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 actually a gross movie. No one should watch it. Okay. But I saw the movie about four years ago, and it's when Joel and I were first working together, maybe five years ago. And I go into his office and I said, because we were talking movies all the time, and we mm-hmm. both love Halloween movies. I said, Joel, I watched this Korean movie called Dumplings, and. I just, I, I don't feel very good about what I've done. And he's like, well, what's it about? And I told him and he said, you know, treated me like a bishop for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of like a bishop's interview where I was like, am I wrong for having seen this? He's like, yeah, but let's never talk about it again. Okay. <laughs> and now years later, here we are. Yeah. No, but, but okay. I, I okay. Went, so Kent proceeds, I, he says, uh, well, let me tell you what the movie's about. He proceeds to tell me it. And as he's telling me it, everyone's looking up the synopsis now because of this story. I That's it, well, point. and it's it's terrible. Like it really is one of those movies that a twisted mind made. Yes. And when he got to the ending, I remember just kind of staring at him like, "Why would you put that in my head? <laughs> <laughs> Why?" But Joel, can we can we lighten up the mood with talk about prisoners real quick? Can we do no. that? <laughs> prisoners was one where I said to Kent, "Just tell me the ending. I just need to do the ending. Yeah. I, I don't want to watch this one. Hit too close to home." Yeah. But no, your number one pick is not dumplings. Your number one pick is what? My number one pick is similar to dumplings because it's Korean. Don't about, say I saw the devil it's either. I saw the devil. It's not. It is. I've already heard of that one. And yeah. I, you don't get the point. Oh, have you seen it? No, because you told me the entire story. Oh, are you changing the rules now? Because I'm pretty sure. You get a sure. half point then. 
I'm pretty sure everyone got a point if you hadn't seen the I movie. I can't believe you're recommending this movie because you said this is one of the most evil movies I've ever seen. Not evil, disturbing. You said evil. Disturbing. The trailer looked cool. I watched this trailer the this other day too. This is, I, uh, man, I looked up the parents guide for this one. I can't even talk about the scenes because this is a brutal movie. This is a. It looked relentlessly brutal. It, it is. It's a Korean serial killer movie. Yes. And who, boy, is it? I can't it. believe you're recommending this one to people to watch. Here's the thing. Why would you do that to people? Only if you can handle a movie like this because it's Only if so, you have no soul. It's so expertly crafted and tight as a movie. It's two hours, 21 minutes, but man, is it's it intense tight all at the way through. It really is. I mean, so let me just explain, okay? This centers, Do you really want to explain this? <laughs> it's better than dumplings, right? So it centers around an Is aging it? serial killer who butchers stand, stranded girls, right? It's an old man. Hey, kids, this is the part where daddy's going to have you turn down the radio. Oh, now they're turning <laughs> down the radio. <laughs> I think Jake's number five recommendation. Is yeah, we're, we're probably not going to yeah. listen to this episode with the kids in the van. <laughs> So here's the thing, though. This this woman is murdered early in the movie, and then her fiancé, who's like basically a super cop, he goes looking for her, and he realizes that, man, this serial killer who used to be around has come back, and he's killed her. And so he goes looking. And so he is on the hunt. He finds this guy. And instead of going out and just killing this guy like he easily could, he follows him. And so basically he'll wait till this old man has a new victim and is about to kill this person, and he'll basically be waiting in the wings to, I don't know, cut this guy's Achilles tendon or just, Whoa. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You but could just say torture. He he tortures him little by little and knows this, lets this serial killer know that he is following him. But the problem is you can only do that for so long before the mouse becomes the cat. And so this movie is so frustrating because you're like, kill this guy. So this movie's Animorphs? It's, it's, the yep, it's Animorphs, the Canadian series Animorphs. This is a very, it's kind of a dirty, hairy movie, but with a serial killer vibe. So can we watch it after we're done recording? Oh, man, this is such a dark mm-hmm. movie. Joel's in, I can tell from his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this movie actually made 129000 here. play. Ah, my computer just started on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but it did make $12 million worldwide because it was a big hit in, in China, in Japan, and also Korea, where it was made. This is... I could have recommended a ton of Korean like horror films like well I'm going to save them for another time but this one is one that has stayed with me for now seven years so it came out in 2010 but the thing is if you want a movie that's going to shock you and a lot of my movies have been like this this is a great one it's a man it's a brutal but great movie I'm disgusted by Kent. How about you? (laughs) I'm sorry? (laughs) We built up to that. That was the last one we're talking about. Hold on. I'll play that song again. Joel and I are like family-friendly titles. (laughs) Uh, No, you don't have family-friendly titles, Jacob. Those are fake ones. The very first one out of the gate was not a family-friendly title. That was a fake title, though. (laughs) It was a real title. Oh, that's true. It was a, it was fake, a fake choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a very real title. So here's the thing. I, I try funny. to start with the, you know, horror comedy. Yeah. Then leading up a little bit it. of body horror. I try to go every genre, but this one for slasher or serial killer movie. Man, this one is, is brutal. I was really hoping Sounds it was brutal. poultry geist for the end, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, should, you should see that one. And let us know. Let us know if you've seen any of these and uh, if we got points from the listener as well for them not knowing about it. Right. And also give us your hipster horror flick picks because we love to hear about new horror movies. Please. Please make sure they're good ones because like we said, there's a lot of bad ones out there. So don't send them to us being like, oh, you're going to hate this one. No, we, we've seen plenty of bad. Send right. us good ones. And we may even watch them. <laughs> I probably will. You I probably, mean, this whole yeah. month is I'm going to watch all of them. I've been doing that, too. Have I've you? Been, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing but horror movies this month. Yes. Maybe we should pick one. Halloween and then, and then is we not do a day. A, it's a season. Then we can do a bacon bit on that one after we watch it. Yeah, yeah. that could work. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, kind when, of fun. when we post the show on our Facebook page and, and Twitter, recommend a movie to us and we'll come together and watch it before we record next time. Maybe. 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 That's <laughs> <laughs> very committal. We'll it depends what you come up with <laughs> and if Joel's comfortable with it. Because he's talking about himself in third person, which means he's not comfortable. <laughs> I'm separating myself from the situation. Getting weird. Yes. But if you want to find Joel, you can find him at 786Joel on Twitter. Or you can find him at QuickWits. He performs every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find my soul, good luck after <laughs> I've seen these movies. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD and read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. 
Also, listener, if you end up uh, watching any of these titles, make sure you let us know. Give us your review. What did you think? Did we do okay? And if you've seen them already, then tell us we are wrong or not. But but mostly, look for the ones you haven't seen because uh, you've got a pretty good sense of where they're at content-wise and And rating-wise. And there's a huge variety. So you'll have your pick when uh, you're trying to entertain and watch something new. So, and you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Go find Bacon Sale on Twitter as well. It is worth joining Twitter just to interact with free us movie there. tickets as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're giving away movie tickets kind of frequently now. So, yeah. yeah. So until next time, this has been Bacon Sale. Isn't Peter Cushing's ghost in Rogue One? People are killed, and there is some kissing, some more than just a peck. Novel. Hashtag life goals. All right. <laughs> more than just a peck. <laughs> well, the Triffids are going to come get you. He's screaming like this. You should watch this. You're going to love it. You're going to have a headache and feel gross. <laughs> Take note, Stephanie Meyer. This is what a relationship between a child and a vampire would be like. This movie made $7,000. This is one of the most evil movies I've ever seen. You can watch this with kids. Oh, it's better than dumplings, right? Hold on, let me see if it's on third plate. Ah, my computer just started on fire. <laughs> I'm disgusted by Ken. How about you? <laughs> and if Joel's comfortable with it. Because <laughs> he's talking about himself in third person, which means he's not comfortable. Because they cut out a lot of the weird European stuff. Oh, there's some weird European stuff. Almost so riveting that you get a stress headache because you're like, I feel gross. Everything's going <laughs> Ken, wrong. Ken is out of picture movie. Oh. Made a funny four baby turtles. I'll just breathe heavily. That's not creepy. And it's super boring and hurts. <laughs> it's gonna make you want to cry. Yeah, I can only recommend if you've ever had hurt. rainbow kidney stones, <laughs> you will feel pain watching this and want to die. One eye will bleed. Don't look it up, kids. Don't do that. It's yours if you want it. See, it's exactly how he sounds. Ha ha ha! Ba ba ba! Ha. <laughs> It's when the zoo animals become zombies. It's clever, but not a comedy. Jacob, I just removed this from my watch list. Is yours a slasher or a paranormal movie? Very graphic and painful. Where does it fit in your rating? Not portrayed in a good light. Ha, mine too. There's no naked people in this. It's a yes from me, dog. Blood coffee? (laughs) Hipster vampire? (laughs) You treated me like a bishop for a while. Would you put that in my head? I don't feel very good about what I've done.